This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. Back here on another edition of Betting the Ponies right here on the Bet Rivers Network, Monzo Malusis. It is snowing, Moose. Yeah, I came back to New Jersey, and it's just been a relentless thing of freezing weather, snow, yeah. stomach bugs, colds. Welcome back. Welcome back, man. I mean, that that's it. You're no longer in Florida, but, I mean, your kids are back with their friends, so it was a uh, great decision that you and Jade made. Uh, you had your six- or seven-month sabbatical, whatever it was, down in FLA, just outside the greater uh, Orlando area. And uh, now you're back in Jersey, you're Jersey born and bred, and um, and now you get to enjoy the the uh, the joys of winter. Do you have a fireplace in your new place or no? No, no. I, I may just light some of my clothes on fire just to stay warm. Dude, we I, have, I feel like Joe like Bravo. You know, I, I spend, uh, you know, most of my life in New Jersey. I go down to Florida for a few months and end up back here. Let me ask you. So we have a fireplace. We've been in the same house for like nine years. Yep. Um, Never used it. Never used it. Donna will will not allow me to light the fi- light a fire. You think that's correct decision by my wife or no? No, I think you can handle it. I mean, you've had your shares of of incidents along the way, falling you know falling down and and you know having things go through your windshield. And you just said last week your mailbox was destroyed. So anything that possibly wrong that could happen, you know, probably will. But I would trust you with a fireplace. Thank you. I appreciate that. You have more belief in me than my wife. I mean, you'd have to maintain it. You'd have to get a, you know, the chimney sweeped. And, and well, I have to go. I we haven't lit a fire in eight years, so I'd have to have somebody come in and take a look at it to make sure we could do that um, and light a fire. That's well, listen, that. you know, listen. I, I, if we people listen to your picks, they're just burning their money anyway. So you might as well. Do my picks? Your picks have been terrible. What do you mean? My <laughs> picks nice. to me on the side saying thank you for holding up your end of the bargain on the podcast. I've been cold as anything. Look at you busting my balls. That's just not true. <laughs> I, I'm my horses at least ran last week. Your horses basically were on the far turn with dead. I finished second, third, and I think second. I, all my horses ran in the money of the three races we broke down last week. Your horses are running up the track. You're picking horses and you're trying to convince yourself that you like. Listen, you gotta find some prices these races. No, no, I, I'm sorry. I won one. The a Mott's horse. The, oh yeah, yeah. The, the four to five favorite did win for. Well, the whole goal is. To, but here's the deal: like people like to bust balls about that. The whole goal is to pick winners. And when you look at a race, so if you look at a race and you're like, "Listen, I think the favorite's going to win." What am I going to convince myself otherwise and not pick the favorite? Yeah, I, I picked the chalk. The chalk won by like twelve lengths, and was and and. And the, and the jockey eased them back in the final 100 yards. Uh, so, like, the horse won for fun, as you would expect. So I'm not going to convince myself that I like somebody else. I went with Mott the favorite, and you know what? He aired. So race 10 at the fairgrounds. Tell me why you like West Omaha. 
Well, <laughs> that's cool. We're, we're going to the fairgrounds. We're going to go down south. We got, what, four races, 10, 11, 12, and 13 on Saturday, correct? Multiple stakes races at the fairgrounds this weekend as we continue to get, make our way to the Kentucky Derby prep races and the Kentucky Oaks prep races as well. So we are going to look at a couple races down at the fairgrounds, starting at race time, which is the Silver Bullet Day, a uh, mile and uh, 70 yards on the dirt for Phillies three years old. So most you can look at this as a Kentucky Oaks prep. A uh, lot of good horses in this field. West Omaha is your five, uh, your five to two morning line favorite. Uh, who do you like? Yeah, listen, I, I think West Omaha deserves to be the favorite. Brad Cox, Luis Saez, last race in the untappable uh, a couple days before Christmas. Really impressive at a mile and 70 yards. Uh, ran second that day. Uh, was the two uh, was the two to one favorite, but still uh, adjusting to um, adjusting to the fact of of stretching out from seven furlongs to a mile and seventy yards. Um, I went to a daughter of Gunrunner, and I went to the inside, and I went with uh, Asmussen, Joel Rosario, and that is perfect shot. Reason why is I first and foremost. You know, love the last race, uh, main special weight, 121K at Churchill Downs, three to one that day, won by three and a quarter lengths, um, you know, press two wide, drove clear. Uh, that's in the the running lines. Um, took a little while for her to break her maiden. Like the ascending buyer speed figures has been well back in each and every one of her races. Um, was, uh, you know, bought for $285,000, um, a daughter of Gunrunner. Out of a, a Bodie Meister mare in Meister legend, um, I don't think the distance is going to be an issue. And obviously has not shown that it's an, any sort of an issue whatsoever. I think she gets better with the longer the distance. Now a little bit of a cutback from mile and 16 to a mile and 70 yards. But it's gone seven furlongs a mile, mile and a 16th. Now a little bit of a cutback. Um, I think the uh, love the work at the fairgrounds on December the 28th. Fourth best out of 22, five furlongs and uh, one minute flat, uh, basically. Um, yeah, that's where I landed. Uh, four to one, I believe she is on the, the morning line. Uh, love the fact that Rosario hops off the morning line favorite in West Omaha, two to one, and hops on board, Joel, uh, hops on board, perfect shot. That's where I landed the one um, in the silver bullet day on Saturday at the fairgrounds. Yeah, I was between Perfect Bullet and the horse I landed on. That's going all the way to the outside. Sistina Chappell, Chapel, Chappell. Um, a horse that I think you and I both picked in the untappable last out. Uh, if you watch that race, uh, bumped, had some issues, wide, uh, did even out a little bit late, uh, losing to West Omaha and Alpine Princess. But the things that I do like is I like drawing the outside. I love Corey Linery coming back. Um, I do like the fact that the buyer speed figures are continuously getting better races like this with two-year-olds and three-year-olds. I like horses that are getting better, uh, especially at a little bit of a price at seven to two on the morning line. Um, I don't think distance is an issue. I thought ran really well last out. I think makes a lot of sense there. I think there's, uh, you know, this horse will stay up close. I think I like drawing the outside. I like the experience at the fairgrounds. I love the sire. Lots to like here. Kenny McPeak. Good trainer. Lannery is, is fantastic. It tracks like the fairgrounds and Churchill and Keeneland. So trust her in this position. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good race. I ended up on Sistina Chapel, 7-2 on the morning line. Perfect shot. My second choice is 4-1 to one on the morning line. And, you know, I thought the horse that was going to be interesting, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this horse, and that's Miss Code West. Undefeated, 4-4. Four for four. Uh, 
did something I really like two sprints to a route, uh, two route wins, a little bit of an unknown, unknown rider, unknown, uh, unknown uh, trainer, but has certainly done nothing wrong and put up a nice 79 buyer speed figure last out, albeit in the mud, uh, bullet workout last out. A lot to like here for a little bit of an unknown. Yeah, and, and honestly, nine to two on the morning line. I, I think you have to look at and, and say to yourself, all right, well, is she fast enough? Well, on the dirt, I don't think she necessarily is. On a muddy track, she clearly showed that she is in the last race down at Remington Park. You love the work, as you mentioned it, uh, down, what is that, Sam Houston um, on January 7th. Uh, best out of 107, four furlongs in 48. Um, I think she will, though, um, get a little bit of um, – I don't think she's going to get the pace all she uh, all she wants on the front end. Now, as shown before, um, you know, in her maiden special weight win, came from off the pace, two races back, wasn't sitting on the lead right from when the gates opened and was able to win the race. You mentioned it, undefeated. Undefeated's undefeated. Um, I'd be a little bit concerned, though, uh, how much she really enjoyed – uh, running on a, a muddy track at Remington Park, and that's why you saw the 79 buyer speed figure. Um, outside of that, on dirt, I don't know if she's necessarily fast enough um, on a on a, a regular on a fast main track. Uh, if she's fast enough against a horse like say West Omaha, or if I believe that perfect shot at a gun runner is going to take another step forward, and I think she's better at a little bit of a longer distance. Or your top pick, Sistina Chapel. Um, who we both liked, as you mentioned, in the untappable the race before. I don't know if she's necessarily bad enough. Um, she might – I think this is one where I'm going to let the odds boards tell me um, a little bit more uh, about the horse as well. Nine to two on the morning line. Uh, you know, first click when the tow board opens up. If she's three to one, then she's as live as anything in the race. If she's dead on the board, if she's nine to two or five to one, I think the curious nature of betters – would let me believe the curie would lead me to believe that I don't know necessarily if she has that good of a chance of winning the race, but she's gone four races, won all four, nothing not to like. Now a little bit of a step up in class, and I think they're trying to grade out just how good she is. Race eleven at the fairgrounds is the Colonel E. R. Bradley, a mile and a sixteenth moves on the turf and good field here. Protonic power, strong quality, Brigadier uh, General, Duke of Carthenia, English Tavern. Who took the money? Leave it to Kitten, Rising Empire, and uh, my pick in this race, that's all the way on the outside, Beatbox, who I think is going to benefit from the outside. I love the trainer, uh, has run really well, in good form, likes the distance, has run relatively well at the fairgrounds, last out lost to the late two Emmys, who unfortunately passed away a few weeks ago. But I think that there's enough speed in this race, looking at some of the inside horses, Beatbox, 5-2 to two on the morning line, Joel Rosario, who hasn't been, I mean, you know, Rosario does a lot of weird things. Uh, he has issues at times, but I still think when it comes down to it, he's still one of the best riders in the country, uh, even though he hasn't been running, riding particularly well at the fairgrounds. Five to two on the morning line beatbox would be my, my top pick for a horse that I think will be coming not really deep off the pace, but a horse that will benefit from some of the speed up front and make that move and see Rosario bring this horse to victory. Yeah, which, you know, we're on the same horse. I'm going to roll back with beatbox at five to two on the morning line. Uh, I picked him in his last race, and I, I thought Rosario got a little squeamish on the inside. If you watch that race, um, clearly uh, watch it again, you know, checked, rallied in between 
um, late, lost that race by a length. I think if it gets a little bit of a better trip for Sherry DeVoe and Rosario, I think Beatbox is your winner. Um, the goal is to try and pick winners of the race. Rising Empire is an interesting one. It's got this kind of good race, bad race thing going on. Three races back didn't run particularly well. Fired back with a 95 buyer speed figure, then a 79 was nine to two. A lot of horses running back in from that last race. Rising Empire, third race off the layoff for Brendan Walsh and Luis Saez. I think it's a major jockey bump up from Loveberry to Saez. Rising Empire would be one that I would use underneath as well. And if you're playing multi-race exotics, I'd reuse Rising Empire as well. Um, that's a horse that uh, I think clearly, um, if we're going on the good race, bad race pattern, set up for a good race, uh, positive jockey switch, I think that's one um, that you have to use as well underneath. But I'm with you going all the way to the outside. Um, I know he can drive you crazy at times when you're looking at Joel Rosario, but I landed on the nine beatbox at five to two. Yeah, I, I think I have a strong play underneath, and that's going to be all the way on the inside for Tonic Power. Uh, eight to one on the morning line. Another horse that I think will benefit from some of the speed up front will be coming a little further off the pace, and I think beatbox will. But if you look at how this horse has run at the fairgrounds, looks like a little bit of a different horse. Uh, runs really well coming off the pace at fairgrounds, even on the dirt. Showed a lot. Uh, finished uh, last out behind Beatbox and two Emmys and English Tavern in this race. But uh, I think at a price with the right setup, uh, Pedrosi on board, uh, the jock, the uh, the trainer, uh, Armando Hernandez, winning at 20% right now, uh, makes a lot of sense in this spot. So I'm going to play that exact. I'm, not gonna play, I'm probably going to play it cold. Beatbox, 5-2 to two on the morning line over. Protonic Power, 8-1 to one on the morning line. Lucy. Yeah, one horse that I think you – you got to mention, which is, uh, you know, quote unquote, new shooter, because you have a lot of horses running back from uh, the last race. I think you got to mention for Cassie and Florent Giroux, third race off the layoff, getting back to what he wants to do, which is uh, getting on the turf, coming off a you know, 93 buyer speed figure in a, a muddy racetrack. I don't think distance is going to be an issue. One for two at the distance, never ran on the fairground turf, but the buyer speed figures do fit as running the Arlington Million, ran in the Manhattan. Uh, and obviously, that was the Arlington Million this past August at uh, Colonial Downs, which our favorite set piece uh, won that race. Um, but I think strong quality is one that you have to use underneath as well. And in any multi-race exotics at three to one on the morning line, Cassie and Giroux is a tremendous turf combination. One of the two graded events on Saturday at the fairgrounds is race 12, and that's the grade three Louisiana, which is a mile and a 16th moves on the dirt. Another uh B-plus to A-minus field. I'm going to go Red Route 1, Smile Happy, Saudi Crown, your morning line favorite, Happy American, five-star general, confidence game, and Kapunamus. And uh, we talked a little bit before this race and the next race, and I said I didn't love anybody in any of these two races. I don't think anybody certainly stands out. I know there's some favorites. I know Saudi Crown has run well in the past. Smile Happy has shown the ability to win uh, races. But I just don't know if – you know, I don't know if I trust either of these horses. We haven't seen Saudi Crown since the Breeders' Cup. Didn't run well that day. Uh, smile happy, good race, bad race, good race, bad race. You don't really know what to expect. So I thought there might have been an opportunity to find a price here. Well, where did you land? I landed on Happy American. Who oh. Morning line. And I'm going to look at the last race and thought, ran okay. Not particularly, not, not great. But if you look at the next bunch of races, they're all – Graded races, they're all good races, lost to really good horses. And if you go back to that April to July pattern in the Ben Ali, the Blame, and the Stephen Foster, 
put up really sharp buyers, 94, 96, 99. And if this horse can get back to that, and I don't know if he can, but if he can get back to that form coming off the pace, closing into a track that has a nice long stretch, I think at a price, this horse was losing to Westwood Power, Rattle and Roll, um, Pioneer of Medina, five-star general O'Connor Clapton horses that we've all played in like the Olympiad. Uh, I think at a price in a race where I don't know what to expect. I know Sodi Crown is going to go the lead. We've seen that. Is he, is he in, in shape? Is he in form? I don't know. At eight to five. I don't know. Smile happy. Just not consistent enough for me to take a nine to five great horse when he's great. Not always great. So I'm going to look for a horse at a little bit of a price. Happy American eight to one. That's really my only play in this race. I'll use every horse underneath. But the only bet I'm really going to make with this race is Happy American to win. Okay, um, and listen, I, I I think your logic with Happy American is um, I think is solid. I, I didn't get there. I mean, I, I landed. I had a, a horse I like and a price horse to use underneath. I'll tell you the horse I like on top, and and I mentioned it to you before we started this podcast. I'm I'm on the morning line favorite Saudi Crown at eight to five on the morning line. I don't think. If he gets, first off, the cutback to distance, number one, uh, mile and 16th, I think hits um, this son of always dreaming right between the eyes. Uh, the the workouts fit. Uh, last workout at the fairgrounds, third best out of 51. I know he's never run at the distance, never run at fairgrounds. However, he's run at a mile and eighth, mile and eighth. I think the mile and a quarter Breeders' Cup Classic, especially with the fact that, you know, he's pressed during the course of the race. I, I think that's a little bit too far we've seen this horse before i know both on sloppy tracks in the jim dandy and the uh, pennsylvania derby um this horse gets gritty um so if someone and you saw it in the dwyer as well um you know won one of them lost two of them by a nose to fort bragg and forte uh but you've seen saudi crown bear down late even if he is contested even if there's a contested pace up top i think the cutback is brilliant uh Giroux, cox workouts fit First race off the layoff. I have no doubt that he's going to be ready to roll. Um, to me, I'm all over the eight to five Saudi crown. One that I want to throw in that um, is 15 to one on the morning line is uh, is confidence game. You know, you and I both have worked with with Mike a lot, Francesa that is, and he'd always have the famous line, you know, if you weren't there for the wedding, don't be there for the funeral, right? Kind of a, a betting tactic. And it's fair, right? And it's more about long shots. Confidence game last race um, down at the fairgrounds was 7-2. to two. Um, Didn't run particularly well. Finished fifth, beaten by seven and a half lengths. It's a horse that um, was really well thought of last year. Uh, DeSormo is a hell of a trainer. We know how um, how uh, his, his brother has been a tremendous jockey as well. Corey Lannery rides aboard again. Uh, four start off the layoff. Look at that last workout on January the 13th. Best out of 51, a bullet, five furlongs and a minute flat. Um, has familiarity with the track. At the distance, has run seven times. Has come in the money on four of those occasions. Uh, a son of candy ride. Um, I know he didn't run particularly well. I don't get how he's 15 to one here. Um, I know the buyer speed figures might be or a little bit light, uh, but it's always been a really well thought of son of candy ride. I like the fact that Lannery... Hops on a board now, replacing Graham. Uh, DeSormo, obviously, fourth start. Uh, I'm going to use confidence game underneath at 15-1. to 1. I don't think he can win the race, but I think he can outrun his odds. So he's one that I'll be using underneath. But I really think it's Saudi Crowns. Obviously, he's 8-5 to five on the morning line. Saudi Crowns race to lose. 
I, uh, the two horses I had circled in this race were Happy American and Confidence Game. So you and I are on the same idea. Uh, I'm also going with the idea that Confidence Game just needs to find form. I love the workout last out. Uh, I love the swimmer as a trainer. I've talked about how much I love Corey Lannery. So at a price and 15 to 1. And look, I don't know if when the gates open, I think it may we'll be looking more like 8 to 1. I think 51 to 1 is a little bit of a pipe dream. But Yeah, right? I mean, I, when I looked at those morning lines odds, I was like, really? No, it. I, I everything you said, I'm not going to repeat everything you said, but everything you said made a lot of sense. And I just think talent-wise, this horse has it. Can he find it? I don't know. But I think at a price, certainly worth using right like if you were if we were talking about confidence game and he was nine to two on the morning line then i'd be like okay but i don't know if i love him at nine to two now you're telling me that i'm getting confidence game at 15 to one even if i get him at 11 to one or 10 to one to be able to use uh, underneath to juice up the exotics i think that's really good value on what has been an underachieving but talented now four-year-old colt I agree. Race 13 is the top of the stretch race for us. That's the grade three LeConte, a mile and a 16th on the dirt for three-year-olds. And we are, again, starting to look at some of these Kentucky Derby horses. Um, who's going to get there? Who isn't? We'll see. But I looked at this field, Moose, and yeah. another race where just nobody stood out, in my opinion. You know, Track Phantom's your favorite. He's been okay. I mean, it has been mind blowing. You know, out of out of Quality Road, run the Gun Runner last out debut. Every, all these races are okay. If you look at Nash, who I liked in the Gun Runner, um, just just okay. I, nothing really blew my mind. The horse that I wanted to try, and these are a lot of horses that have run against each other in the past. You know, I, I have to take a little bit of a, a look at uh, Ethan Energy, four to one on the morning line. You know, debut didn't break particularly well, made a nice middle move, uh, finished six pairs, passed some tired horses, stretches out to a mile and a 16th, and absolutely rolls for Florentrew and Brad Cox uh, at the fairgrounds. I think that's an, uh, uh, it was a really solid win. You know, against Maidens, we don't know what he was running against, but I guess in this field where I don't love anybody else, I'm going to take Brad Cox, I'm going to take Luis Saez, I'm going to take a horse that um, – improved off debut and is coming up to a race where um, getting some love uh, out of stone street stables. Uh, I love the pedigree four to one on the morning line, Ethan energy, my topic. Yeah. I went, I went with a horse that loved the name for a lot of different reasons. Monzo's a huge Ranger fan. I'm a huge Ranger fan was fired up when the Rangers acquired this forward from the Columbus blue jackets and that being Rick Nash. Not picking the horse just based on the name, but if you do and that's your handicapping style, God bless. Uh, you've probably been more profitable than I have. But um, I'm going to go with Nash. Um, Medallia Dioro, Cox, Giroux. Uh, I mean, was the overwhelming favorite gun runner and didn't run particularly well. Now you're getting, what is it, five to two on the morning line. Track Phantom is nine to five. So you're getting five to two, breaking from the inside. I agree with you. I think the other Cox is interesting, Ethan Energy. Um, I was between those two. I wasn't on board Track Phantom, keeping it going. He was nine to two in the gun runner, won that race, obviously, impressively. I think Nash bounces back in a big-time way Saturday um, at the fairgrounds uh, in the uh, in the, in the the LeCompte. Um, I really do. Um, I, I think the experience from the last race, I think it will help. Um, I think, uh, you know, I don't think his 97 buyer speed figure at Churchill Downs over a mile and a 16th 
I think you maybe look at a little bit of a bounce theory. Um, he has trained well, um, you know, since his uh, performance in the gun runner. And now I'm getting five to two, potentially maybe three to one. Um, if people look at that and say, you know, he's got to, he, you know, he had to be better than that. Obviously, out of Godolphin, they have high hopes for this uh, son of Medallia de Oro. Uh, so I'm going to be on the, I'm going to be on the two Nash at five to two on the morning line. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love Rick Nash. I mean, Nash is the middle name of one of my daughters. So obviously, there's a connection there, and I will use Nash underneath. I just thought, just on a horse betting level, just yeah. I don't think at a, at a, I just wasn't blown away by Nash's last performance. If I can get a horse with the same connections, essentially, at a better price, that's where I'm going to go. But I will certainly use Nash underneath. Let me ask you. I'll take Ethan energy and I'll wheel him with the entire field. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, and, and Cox has got three horses in this race and we've talked about two of them. What's your take on the eight awesome road at eight to one on the morning line? For, I mean, well, first off cross entered. So we don't know if the horse is even going to run. Um, look, just, I mean, buyer speed figures are okay. Just hasn't showed a lot. Maybe more of a sprinter. If you go back to the debut sprinting was solid and they put this horse to route. And showed very little. So maybe they're just trying different things with this horse. Uh, cross centered to Turfway Park. So we don't know exactly where he's going to run. I don't think it's been announced yet, but uh, not a horse I would pick in this race. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious what your take I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. A horse that, um, and I don't, it, right. We'll see if he indeed does run the race. I think he's better sprinting. I think they're going to give him one more shot. I think a horse that you got to use underneath a little bit of a price outside of Monzo's Ethan Energy. Um, would be the the six lat long quickly at eight to one on the morning line. It's McPeak. It's Brian Hernandez. He's uh, got a, a tremendous. I mean, has run a mile and sixteenth on the on the dirt, mile and sixteenth on the turf. Um, I don't think uh, you know a son of Liam's map. I don't think the distance is obviously an issue. Broke through in his last race in a maiden special weight at Oaklawn Park for one hundred fifteen k. Was odds on that day and performed. Um, sometimes it takes horses a little bit of while. Uh, to kind of find themselves eight to one on lat long, I find intriguing, and I would use underneath as well. Moose, I wish you the best of luck with your picks. Stay warm, enjoy your chores before you go to work. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Go to the cleaners, little Barnes and Nobles, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. And you know what? Tomorrow night, Saturday, you know, tonight or whatever, whenever you're listening to this, Saturday night when you're sitting home, if you're sitting home Saturday night, light that fireplace up. Not until I have someone take a look at it, because my luck, the place would burn down. Or I might actually benefit from that, because the house has been just an absolute money pit. <laughs> well, good luck with all your <laughs> Thanks, Mons. I love you. Like and subscribe, everybody. Good luck with all your plays at the fairgrounds on Saturday. This has been Betting the Ponies right here on the Bet Rivers Network. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.